Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a mobile app, a website, and I offer the free consult. So if you're listening to this, you probably decided to listen to it because you saw the title, which is how to get your shit together after divorce. And it took me a really long time. In fact, I'm still getting my shit together. And I think that life is just a process and you continually grow to be this better person. Well, you have to hope you grow to be this better person every day and every month and every year. And that growing and learning and becoming empowered really never stops. But I do think that when you're getting divorced, you are in a place of low self-esteem, confusion, feeling lost. Who am I now? Full of anger, full of bitterness, feeling like he wasted all these years of my life. Whatever it is you're feeling, I'm so sorry. And that's why I want to do this podcast to help you get a jump start of how to get your shit together after divorce. I love my guest for this topic. His name is Bradley Richardson. Bradley is the creator of Advanced Adulting, coaching content and resources to help grown-ass adults navigate midlife. Bradley is a coach. He's a speaker, he's a five-time best-selling author, he's a divorced dad of three, and he's a fifth-generation Texan. Hi, Bradley. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so glad I found you. I actually want to tell my listeners, I found Bradley on Instagram, and I absolutely was like captivated by your videos. They were inspiring, or I should say they are inspiring funny, but most of all, very, very real. Thank you. Where did that come from? Tell me. (laughs) You know, it comes from a lot of places. Probably one is just my disdain for all of the over-curation hype and everybody's got their shit together, apparently, on social media. Because I'm sitting there going, you know, there are moments when it's like the cliche of, hey, sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. And if you look at too much on social media, it's like everybody, everybody has six pack abs, a perfect ass and making seven figures and isn't a great relationship. And we all know that that's not quite the truth. And so, um, you know, I've, I, I really have no other choice than to keep it real. It's what I like. It's what I respect. It's what I like. And, um, you know, I, I think too many times in, in our lives, whether you're in a marriage, whether you're divorced, whatever we try and be all things to all people or fit the label that is given to us. And we end up being washed out and vanilla. And um, I just, you know, I spent too much of my life like that. And when I, I started to do advanced adulting here, there's no room in that. I have no time for that. I'm in my fifties. I got no time for that stuff. So it's just keep keeping it real is the only way. And people tend to respond to it. So your divorce. So tell my listeners, did you have to get your shit together after divorce? I had to get my shit together and for, you know, for many years after divorce. Um, I got married in my late 20s. I was married for 16 years. And there's a lot of people, a lot of my clients have been married for a number of years. And the thing is, when you're younger, you don't have your shit together. You don't in, in so many ways. And, you, and, and even when you 
you're older, because who you are at 48 is such a different, I use that as an example, but any age, who you are then or 48 or 58 is so different than who you are at 28, what you want, what you expect, how you communicate, how comfortable you are in your skin, the stuff you'll put up with that you won't put up with. And I think that's the thing. And so when you do, for many of us, when you do get divorced, um, it's a kick in the ass because you, you know, it doesn't matter if you left or were left, you know, it, it is something that you wanted to succeed and you're looking at it, go what your career may be kicking ass, but this part of your life doesn't. And so the, the problem occurs from, do you stay a victim? Do you stay blaming? Do you stay bitter? Or do you take a look at it and go, well, okay, well, that hurt. What do I learn from it? How do I not put my hand on the stove again? And what do I do? And unfortunately, and myself included, sometimes that takes a while. It takes a long time to figure it out. It takes years to get your shit together. And if you think about it, we're always getting our shit together. Always. But especially after divorce, but it, it, it really is a low point in someone's life. And I have to say to my listeners, we don't mean that it's all bad and that your life sucks from the second you get separated. There's a lot of moments in divorce that are very empowering mm -hmm. and have a lot of fun, heart-stopping moments, dating again, realizing that you're still young. Like I could go on and on about all the good stuff that happens in the journey of getting your shit together. Right. I think one of the things that when we say getting your shit together, here's the deal. You know, we could, we could spend five podcasts on that topic because getting your shit together can mean so many different things. And I'm sure that many of the listeners here, and that, you know, that's really one of the tenets of, of advanced adulting is that we are raised to believe that by the time you hit a certain age or stage of life, that you are supposed to have your shit together. And the truth is in some aspects you might, for example, you, your career may be crushing it. You may be making a shit ton of money and guess what? Your friendships are horrible or you're going through a divorce, or you don't get along with your kids, or you don't get along with your older, your, your, your aging parents. It may be completely inverted. You have great relationships, but your career is a train wreck. And the point is, very rarely, God willing, that you know, it can happen for everybody. And you are you know, firing on all cylinders at, you know, at once. But the truth is, you know, it's an ebb and a flow, and it's seasons, and it's in different aspects. Getting your shit together does not mean, well, I got divorced and, you know, it was a bad marriage and I finally found somebody to love me and take care of me and this is great and it's wonderful. Awesome. That should not be the goal. That yeah. is not getting your shit together. That You're is so not getting your shit together. For number two, which is exactly what I did when I was first getting divorced. And it was the worst strategy I could have ever picked. Oh, people are filling a hole. That's exactly, you know, here's the deal. And this 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 applies to any gender. Okay, I'm I'm a man, so I'm going to use it from my experience. But I call it the insert guy here theory. Okay, and what it was, I know when after I got divorced and and here in Dallas, and I would encounter people, and very quickly I could tell, wait a minute, you really don't give a shit about me as the person or the individual, but you see that hey, I'm a good dad, and maybe your ex is a really bad dad, and oh well, gosh, I'd love for you to come and pop in this hole here and be the good dad to my kids or you know what i had this career and i you know what we belong to the country club and i had this wonderful lifestyle and i don't have that and maybe you can do and so it's like a pit when i say insert guy here and again it can flip any gender but it would be like when you buy a picture frame 
And it has that picture there of, you don't know the family, they're nameless, they're faceless, but it's the beautiful couple or the wonderful family. Any, it doesn't matter who the hell they are, it's just, it fits the frame. And I think too many people do that. They're looking, they're looking for someone to check the box, fit the frame and, and put things back in order as they know it, rather than look at themselves first. And then what are you putting and projecting? You just listed, yeah. that was one of the things that you listed on how to get your shit together after right. divorce. That's a great segue. I want to get to this because I love some of these things mm -hmm. that you wrote. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff. I'm here with Coach Bradley Richardson, creator of Advanced Adulting. Bradley and I are talking about what you can do to get your shit together after divorce. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get to the tips. Cannot wait for you guys to hear what Bradley has to say. We'll be right back. Are you a victim of parental alienation who is looking to reunite with your children? If so, I want to recommend my newest Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professional, Pathways Family Coaching. Monique and Jenna are two coaches and the co-founders of Pathways, and the two of them can help you by teaching you counterintuitive tools for parenting your alienated child, knowing what to say and how to say it, one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you develop a communication plan, and how to develop tailored strategies to protect and repair family bonds. I think the work that Jenna and Monique are doing is so amazing, and I truly think they are beautiful people for doing this kind of work. If you want to learn more, you can go to pathwaysfamilycoaching.com, or you can find them in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. I also want to take a minute to recommend a wonderful therapy practice. It's called Affiliates in Counseling. I have known co-founder Jason Price for over 10 years, maybe more. Affiliates in Counseling has several therapists, all with different niches. They do have a divorce niche, and they have offices in Chicago, Northbrook, and Naperville. They are wonderful people. I know so many of the therapists and they're really professional and so dedicated to the practice. If you want to learn more, go to affiliatesincounseling.net or again, you can find them in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm here today with Coach Bradley Richardson who, by the way, is also a divorced dad of three and a best-selling author. And Bradley and I are talking about how to get your shit together after divorce. Bradley, I want to get to this because I cannot wait for my listeners to hear this. All right, go, go ahead. Tell me which one you want to start with. It, well, it's so funny. I know that I sent you a list of these, and I'm actually going to go in reverse order here because I, think the, I don't want to bury the lead on this. I think the first one can be applicable to so many things, and it's this. We are so consumed sometimes with what is right or what you should do. And that can mean for, you know, um, and again, we're going to focus a lot of these on relationship type of things, but it's the, um, what do I expect? Should I find somebody when, you know, should I go online? Should I not? 
Um, you know, should I should I sleep around? Should I just find a new partner? All of the, all these internal questions. And here's the deal. This is it. There is no right thing or right time. The only thing that is right is what is right for you right now. Here's what I mean by that. I have so many clients. I, you know, I, I mentioned to you earlier, about 80% of my clients are, are female around the world. And sometimes I will hear from someone, oh, I'm starting to see someone. And you know, all they want to do is you know, they, they just want to move so fast or they just want to sleep together. And I just want a relationship. And I just want to be taken seriously. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But that doesn't make the person wrong. Meaning, as long as you know what you want, what you want, and you're honest about that, and what the other person wants, as long as they're upfront and honest about that, that is okay. Because when you're coming out of a divorce, you don't know what you don't know. You've been a we for so long that right now you're figuring out how to become a me. And that might mean you've been in a loveless, sexless, passionless marriage. And you know what? You just like, hey, I just, I don't want a relationship. I don't want to be tied down. I just want to go to the buffet and have fun. Oh my God, horrible. No, it's not horrible. If that's what you want. If it's not, then choose what you want. And I think that's important is you actually get to make grown-ass decisions for yourself on what is right for you right now. And I guarantee you that what's going to happen is what is right for you 12 months after your divorce is probably very different 36 months after your divorce. And I think what I'm hearing you saying is don't listen to everybody and their brother's advice. Listen right. to your heart and your gut and what is right for you. I'm mm -hmm. not be unethical and have right. sex without condoms with 50 guys. Be right. and smart and safe, but listen to your heart and what your mind and what your life needs instead mm -hmm. of what other people are telling you. Like Bradley, yeah. when you got divorced, did people say to you like, Oh, just go out and have fun. This is a time for you. You don't want to get in a relationship right now. People would say that to me and be like, how do you know? You know, I, you know it, it was interesting. I mean, I was the one, I was the one to leave. And you know, that's a whole other other story. But I didn't leave. I was, I thought I'd live under a bridge and no woman would ever look at me again. Okay. So it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm you know, free at last. It's Bastille Day. I'm gonna go tear it up. It wasn't but that. So cute. How could somebody put you under a bridge and not look at you? <laughs> I ended up doing okay. Okay. I wasn't the right thing to think, but at the time I, I, that's what I thought. And I guess that's the point is, you know, and in, in my deal, you're going to get a lot of different opinions from everybody on everything. Okay. And there are no hard and fast rules. Okay. There are some guidelines. There are some things that are obvious green flags and obvious, you know, danger. Will Robinson, don't touch that. But for the most part, it's what feels right for you right now. And there's so much of that. And it doesn't happen overnight. It is a process. It is a lengthy process that changes. And I cannot stress that enough at who you are, how you feel, how you look at things. But I think one of the, the, the biggest mistakes that people make, and I did it, right, is, you know, you start dating right out of the gate. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go. Yeah. And what do you do? You find the, the complete, you either do something that's exactly like your ex or you find something completely polar opposite. You know, because it's like, oh, it's anybody but. You know, and it's just, you still don't have your training with, you, you don't even have training wheels at all. I mean, you don't know what you think. I don't think that's wrong because no. you have to learn it that way. Like mm -hmm. if you 
said, oh, well, so, you know, we're, I'm listening to Jackie and Bradley and they're telling me I shouldn't date right away after divorce. That's not going to work. Go make the mistake and learn it for yourself. You know, let me, let me put this. I think that you should date. I think you should have fun. I don't think at least from experience it's jumping into a relationship. There's a difference between dating and a relationship. Okay. Yeah. So that's the deal because you still haven't got, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. It's still, I don't care how ugly and awful it was and how pissed off you are, if you are, it's still an ex. It's still a relationship that you have to mourn, let go, and heal from, you know? And otherwise, what I see too often, and I ended up doing this, and I had it done to me too, you end up bleeding on to the next person. And I think that's a big thing. And that's one of the things on the, on the list here is it's, why am I doing this? When you finally decide you want to jump back in, why am I doing this? Why am I, do I want to date? Am I, am, I, am I even any good at, at, at being without somebody right now? Or am I just so needy that I've got to have somebody right there? Why do people put so much pressure on themselves? Like they feel like the clock is ticking. I have to meet someone. I have to fall in love. <laughs> because people what? don't want to. They're so afraid of being alone. That is a direct quote I hear multiple times a week. I'm afraid of being alone. Okay. Very understandable. Completely legit. But, you but tell me, there are two things. One, you're playing the long game here, okay? And being alone for a few months, even a year, a couple years, okay, we're not talking about, great, you're going to spend the next 40 years alone here with you and a cat. But really, is being alone worse than being in a relationship or a marriage where you were neglected, where you were not heard, where you were not acknowledged, unseen, where, you, where it was loveless? You didn't communicate. Look, I've never been lonelier in my life than when I was married sitting on the other side of a couch from somebody. I felt 10,000 miles away. I completely get it. And I think you're right. But there's an art to learning how to be alone and liking it and being comfortable with it too. I write a lot of articles mm -hmm. on that because you're right. That's people's biggest fear. Yep. That's probably one of the reasons people don't get divorced oh, because yeah. they're Oh, I'm in my 50s. I'm never going to meet anyone. There's a massive difference. Okay? Any of your listeners here, remember this, though. There's a big difference between being by yourself and being alone or being lonely. And I think the important thing is nobody wants to be lonely. Nobody wants to be, quote unquote, alone. But you need to be comfortable being by yourself. And what I find so often, especially with my advanced adulting clients and people that, that, that I work with and follow, is what they that we think that we want it to be a relationship because that's the natural default because that's what we know that's where we were raised but what you really want more than anything and, and look i mean to be totally crass about it because that's what i do i guess is you know look any, anybody can get laid okay if it's just i want companionship i want someone to do something with and i want sex you can find that okay but what you really want is a connection that's what people want is a connection because you may not have had that in the marriage, but you can. But once you're divorced, to get your shit together, emotionally, mentally, um, relationally, is to have a connection somewhere. And that connection can certainly come from another relationship, a romantic relationship. But I think that too many of us um, neglect looking at the connection that can come from friendships, new friendships. Because the friendship, I mean, come on, we're all divorced. You lose half your, you lose half your shit and half your friends in a divorce. We stay in that same circle that we always knew instead of branching out because it's scary. 
And also, don't you feel like people don't really know what connection they want right after a divorce? Right. Don't really know what you want. You don't know who is is going to work for you. You're trying to get your shit together to figure out really who you are now. Yep. Well, I, I say it. I mean, we go from a we to a me because think about it. when you're married, it's like, well, we like to do this on the weekends or we do this. Awesome. And I remember vividly one of the first dates I went on after I, I got divorced. I, I mean, I didn't pursue much, but some friends had set me up and I was just, you know, stunning woman. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm nervous. What the hell am I doing nervous here? But I mean, it's, it's just this, un, I've done this in forever. And this woman, woman asked me, she goes, so Bradley, so what type of music do you like? And I locked up, I froze. And I just started laughing to myself. And I go, look, I said, I got to tell you, I don't know. And she's like, to me, I go, I really, I had no clue. Because I, and I was just remarkably honest. I mean, go figure. But I just said, I, I don't know. And so I went about a quest. And I would encourage anybody to do this, okay? It's not selfish. It's not, and if your friends think you're weird, you know what, get new friends. Um, go, I, I, the curiosity should be the word. Uh, my thinking is, I think curiosity should be your, your buzzword for your first call it year, two years, whenever. Curiosity in terms of what you like to do, what types of food you like. Well, well, you know, I didn't eat Chinese food before because, you know, so-and-so didn't like Chinese. If you like Chinese, go figure that shit out. Go try your activities, go try your music, go try the types of people that you like to hang around or be around. The ability to branch out and be curious and learn more. What you, sometimes you weigh these preconceived notions of what you think something is going to be like or someone is going to be like. And sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. And sometimes it is important. Sometimes those things that you think are going to be so amazing suck. They <laughs> just aren't what you thought. You're right. The only way to know is to just keep trying different things, different things that you like to do. And maybe you don't know what it is. So try something. I used to tell my kids this, anything, pick an activity. If you don't like it, we'll quit and we'll try something else. And that really is how it is after divorce too. And it takes a little while to just find your groove and find your crowd, you mm -hmm. know, community. Yeah, community, connection, all of that. And, and it's funny, I mean, it, look, getting your shit together is not hopping on an app. It's just not, okay? It, it's not just finding your, you know, your, your next person. It is um, discovering what, it's discovering what you bring to the table. And sometimes, sometimes you have to have that really hard look in the mirror and go, I bring nothing to the table right now, okay? I bring nothing to the table. When that occurs, my experience and you know, is all too often, you're hanging on, you're either hanging on to something that's incredibly unrealistic or you're hanging on to the past. That's part of it right there because you are hung up on uh, who you used to be, what you used to have, or how someone did you wrong, or you're not letting it go. And I hear too often, I mean, it, it, we're talking about divorce and exes. It's the, well, you know what? That son of a bitch cheated on me. And dang it, you know what? Left me with nothing, or here's what I have to do now. And everybody goes through that. I mean, I, I look, I mean, hey, applause, big round of applause if you are that person or that couple that can have the complete easy divorce. But there's an element of some people of going, wow. And I, I, I encounter it every week with clients that hang on to that bitterness, that, that, that I say victim mentality, but the deal is if they were hurt or 
let, let's use that. If they were hurt or had something missing in a marriage and it ended, and you're a year out and you still remain incredibly bitter or back or looking backwards on that in that way, you're still allowing that person to continue to hurt you. And you might as well be married still. How about people who hold on to it for 10 years, 15? I know a woman who still brings up something negative about her ex-husband every time I run into him and she run into her and she has been divorced for 15 years. You're thinking about this. That person who's done, and I have clients like this. You, you're still thinking about it five years later, eight years later. Dang it. You know what he's doing? He's having a good time. He's having a great time living his life. Oh, you know, he, he just, he, he, he left me for that woman that did this. Yeah, you know what? He's, in, he's in, in the Dominican Republic with her right now, not giving a shit about you. And so why are you continuing to allow him to live in your head? The best thing you can do, let that guy go, because it's not going to change. You're not going to change a damn thing about it. You're People always ask me, how do you let it go? How? Oh. I want to let it go, but how do I let it go? Wow. You stopped expecting closure. You stop expecting the apology you're never going to get. You're going to come, have to come to grips with, I don't really don't need to know why. I don't need to know what happened. It's not going to materially change the past. It's not going to change my life. It's this. You, you are continuing to allow someone to control your life. Does anyone deserve to be mistreated, ignored? No, not at all. Cheated on? Absolutely not. But what happens after that? What happens after the fact? That's on you. And that's the hard part nobody likes, male or female, nobody likes to admit. Because that, because here's the deal. Then it makes you look in the mirror and go, okay, what role did I have in this? Well, no, he's just a son of a bitch and this and that. Yeah, he was. But did you willingly ignore red flags? Did you bring anything to the table? Were you cause of the, anything? And when you realize that, and actually, and maybe it wasn't, but when you are willing to have those hard conversations with yourself, then you're starting to grow. Then you're starting to realize, oh, I'm not going to put my hand on that stove again, or I make that bad choice again, because that was mine. And I am going to let it go. And here's how I'm going to do it differently, look differently, change. And you know what happens too often is we love to tell ourselves the same story. And when we have to actually question ourselves, want your story to ring true. And so, you know, sometimes when we call ourselves out on that or have to actually look at the hard truth, it goes against the narrative that we've created for ourselves. And I think that's it. That's right a there. very hard pattern to break because it's it's like breaking a habit. Mm -hmm. Your always goes to that and you have to change your way of thinking. I went through a phase where I only dated broken women. Okay. Now, again, you can flip that because there are people who go, they're my type. You know, oh, I only date, I only date these types. I only date, you know, bad boys or whatever. Okay, well, great. How's that working out for you? Well, it's not. Okay. You know, it looks really, you may like it. Look, you like what you like physically. I get it. You're attracted to what you're attracted to, but you need to ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? And this period that I went through of only dating broken people, because why, why I had to ask myself, why was that? Because it just wasn't working because I got to feel needed. I got to come in and swoop in and be the hero and take care of stuff and fix it. And when I got to focus on their problems and issues, I didn't have to focus on my own shit.
And there's so many of us that are like that, you know, that we just, you know, we're so unwilling to look at, okay, what, what is my pattern? What are my types? Does it work for me? You know, and how can I, how can I improve and expand this? It's not a failure. It's not, it's only a failure if you fail to learn something from it. And again, when you're in the midst of it, I get it. You know, you know, you're doing triage. You are, you're figuring it out of, you know, hey, where do I live? How do I deal with the kids, money, you know, getting over everything. But once the dust is settled, once the dust is settled and you really can start to take a look at it, it, it healing yourself, that's it. I mean, getting your, you know, this whole thing was about getting your shit together. And when you can start to become happy in the now and in the future, that that is probably the greatest stride towards getting your shit together. The other, there are elements, but the big, you know, the, the big highway is I'm not going to be looking backwards. I'm only dealing with what's in, in what's here right now. That's a big one. Bradley, we're out of time. And I think I decided what we need to do. We need okay. to have a part two of how to get your shit together because we didn't even go over half of what. <laughs> we're all over the place. So good. You <laughs> give the best advice. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being on here. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. Happy to. And thank you. I'm happy to come back and thank you for, for trusting your folks with me and sharing and sharing that. Um, I'm all over social media, but I'm on Instagram the most. It's I'm Bradley Richardson. I am Bradley Richardson. That's also the website and uh, invite people to follow there. Also on YouTube, I'm starting a, I'm starting a podcast on YouTube here next month. And the, the other thing I'd invite your listeners for is, um, yeah, yeah, I work one-on-one -on -one with people, but I also have a group community that's made up largely of women from all over the world that we get together through, you know, a, a lesson once a week, you know, a private Facebook group that they can they can talk and I guide through, but uh, it's a great way to help people get through this. And, uh, you know, if people send me a message, I'm happy to get them information about that too. Absolutely love it. Thank you again for being here. And to my listeners, if you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals, listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for my free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.